What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenios Jr. and Matthew Souza. Uh, uh, um, guys, uh, Glenn. Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna let. Actually, I I'm just going hands off for this first segment. I the the floor belongs. All right, hands up. Who's doing this? No, the floor belongs to you guys because I was an innocent bystander who could watch the world burn last week. Spoiler alert. It's on fire. It's it is hot. Mount Mount Vesuvius has erupted. <laughs> we have a Pompeii situation on our hands. Glenn, you can start. All right. Um. Whew, boy. First of all, I I just want to um. Before we get into talking about fantasy football, uh, I'm going to dedicate this podcast, this episode. To none other than Duncan Panacho. Uh, Duncan was a very good dog, and unfortunately, he's going to be put to rest tonight. Um, so, just just a shout out to Duncan and to the whole Panacho family. Um, we wish you the best, and you know, here's to the future. Condolences. Condolences. And now that that's out of the way, also I face Mister Andrew Panacho this week. Um, in the semifinal matchup and my team came up short Thursday night seemed like everything was going well. And then once the clock struck midnight Sunday morning is when it kind of went all downhill. Um, Panacho's team did what it needed to do. It showed up. Everybody played a part, even if it was a small part, they still played a part. My team showed up. The only person on my team, and we're not going to foreshadow anything, but I'm kind of foreshadowing something. It's actually a collection of 11 people who did not show up. It was the Los Angeles Chargers defense. And I hate to say it, but if I stuck with my instinct, actually, it's not even my instinct because at the end of the day, you got to play matchups. And I'm not going to go back on this, but there was a slight part of me that wanted to start San Francisco's defense on Thursday. And if I would have done that, we would be having a different conversation right now. But here I am. I thought San Diego San Diego Chargers. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call them the San Diego Chargers because they play like they don't even deserve to be in L.A. <laughs> the San Diego Chargers defense um, was going up against the Houston Texans, 28th ranked offense. And... Um, proceeded to get negative five points, negative five. I was better off starting no defense, Mason, none. And that's what happens. Um, Panacho's guys balled out, but the thing is, he doesn't have a bad team. He's got a pretty good team. My team is also good as well, but the guys shined when they stepped up most. Jamar Chase had a great game. Amon Ross St. Brown, who is coming into his own. A lot of people say, who? Amon Ra? Who? But, but he's trending up. I'm okay. It's not like it's a one-time fluke thing. He's trending up. He's a good young player in the league. So 21 points from him. Although it sucks, it's whatever. He's the, he's that guy. Um, Wait, so I know. Yeah. The fact that he's named after an Egyptian god is kind of sick, right? 
Well, he he's name. Who's the Egyptian the, god? It's the god of sun, Amon Ra. He's the god, the sun god from Egypt. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's kind of sick. That's now, the full name, Amon Ra, or is it just yeah. Ra? If you just if yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Amon Ra. Well, now now that makes me angry. Now I'm pissed off. I think it's just Ra. R A. Ra was the king of the deities and the father of all creation. The only Ra I know is Monday Night Ra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so oh, it says uh, it's, he has a bunch of different names. Amun, like spell a bunch of different ways, and then Amun Ra as well, the ancient Egyptian god of the sun and air. Well, this weekend he was the ancient Egyptian of shoving things up my ass because that's what he did. <laughs> um, him, Sony Michelle. Michael Carter, everybody stepped up and hats off to Panacho. It's weird because I don't know. I don't even know how to explain this. Like, I don't, I don't know where my fantasy relationship and rivalry comes with Panacho. Like there was a point in time where I was rooting for him really badly to lose like every single week and like, like like to, like top three enemies, not Friar territory, but um, just because you know the shit talk and how we go back and forth and this and that. But as the years have gone by, we've defeated each other. You know, we, he's got a championship. We I've won a championship. It's like a um, we. It's not like we want to see each other succeed, but it's like it's like a respect that we have. Yeah, you don't you don't like. Like Panacho fantasy wise, but you respect him fantasy wise. Right. But it's hard. Like, like I wasn't and then and it might be due to other things occurring in the league, but it wasn't like like this wasn't like a gut-wrenching loss to me. Like I've had worse playoff losses, and this one's just like oh, I just lost. It's not like my team only put up like 60-something points, and I'd be like, damn, like my team fucking sucks, you know. And it was like that. Or it was not like I put up 60 and he put up 65. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I lost like that. Like, it was just a good game. And he had the better team that week. Um, the, mo- the thing I'm most disappointed in is I never got to see the full potential of the team that I had lined up and traded for. When I made the trade for Debo and Pat Mahomes, I never had the full lineup of Mahomes, Zeke, Pollard, Debo, Godwin, Thielen, Deontay, Kittle, and then whatever defense I played. I not not once Pitts. did I ever play them together. Pitts. Yeah, what is did I say Kittle? You did. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um Pitts. But I had never had that once because as soon as I made the trade, Thielen went down. Thielen comes back. Godwin's out now. It, it's and I never had I didn't have Debo for the first two weeks. So it just sucks. Because you line it up all on paper, but that's the nature of the game. Injuries happen, this and that. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, right, um, now we won't have – if you did go on to win the championship, now we don't have to listen to Craig piss and moan about how bad your trade was with Brendan. So True, true. That's a silver lining, right? No, still, we never would have heard the end of that. Well, well, no, the thing is, like – and the thing with Craig – and Craig's like – it should be good. As Panacho is slowly <laughs> dipping down my ladder of people that I don't want to see win, Craig is going up that ladder. 
<laughs> he, he's almost reaching Friar territory right now because he's just got he's got no material. He's got the same stuff over and over again. It's like a broken fucking record. Like, <laughs> like, like picture like Brandon Gomes still talking about like two championships that he won back to back. And that's all Gomes is saying, because that's all, like he, Gomes doesn't do that because he fucking knows better. He's not an idiot, you know? Um, Craig, Craig is going to milk these two championships that he won till the test of time. And like, we were having a conversation about it today. Like he, he says, I've been mediocre because I've made the playoffs 10 straight seasons, every league, every year in this league, but only have one championship and I've come up short other times. And he says he would rather have two championships and a toilet bowl than to make the playoffs every year and come up short and only win one. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. What the I, was fuck? Like, I was like, would you though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Two championships is nice, but I mean, if he's shitting so hard yeah. on, on teams making the playoffs, like a, a certain amount of years, only having one championships, he's shitting on the chiefs because the chiefs have done the exact same thing. They made it to the, you made it to the chip twice, right? Glenn three times, three times. Okay. So, even better. Uh, Chiefs have made it twice. They have one championship to show for it. They have a consecutive playoff streak of quite a few years uh, going now, even back to when Alex Smith was the quarterback. So, I mean, kind of the same thing there. I would, I would, I don't know. Look, as someone yeah. who's won the toilet four times, I would take taking the playoffs, making the playoffs 10 seasons. Because the thing that's good about making the playoffs is that it shows that you have a track record of being a successful GM and making the right decisions. Uh, also having a little bit of luck, obviously fantasy does involve some luck, but mostly, you know, it's on, it's on the back of you making good decisions uh, and being a good fantasy GM, starting the right players, uh, picking the right matchups. Um, and I think I would take that personally over two championships and winning the toilet. I mean, when you think about it, like winning a championship just comes down to winning three straight games towards the end of the season if you're in the playoffs. Three three weeks in a row, you have to win. Just like just like the toilet bowl, three weeks in a row you have to lose. Or in this case, the consolation ladder, it can go up and down weeks right. 14 to 15. But it's like in a league like this, now, and it's going to be interesting once we have the commissioner debate in, you know, a couple of weeks, because there is some things that I've thought about for the league and just ideas that I might bring up. But some leagues, and I'm in other leagues too, where teams have a first round bye because they get rewarded for what they do for the first 13 weeks. That gives you an advantage in the postseason, obviously. And Jim and Skip, there's also reseeding, and reseeding actually turned out in Craig's favor this year, and it didn't help my favor because I got a better opponent as the second first round by than Craig did. And I, I don't, I didn't check the score. I don't know if it would match up to where I would have won. I, I haven't looked, but I'm just saying that factors into it. In a league like this where we don't recede, everyone has a fair chance. It doesn't matter what your team is like once you get to week 15. When you're in the big dance, you're in the big dance. So all you got to do is be hot for the last three weeks, and you're in. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm, 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 not, I'm not trying to diminish anybody's championship or any of that, but I'm just saying it's more like, I, I think you said it, Mason, just to even get to the playoffs, you got to have, you know, consistency, a little, a little bit of luck or a lot of bit of luck, and then do the thing. But I think the thing, too, is that once you make it to the playoffs, it's like almost like normal football because look at people this week that had ju- that had to start Justin Jackson because Austin Eckler was out. Justin Jackson goes off. You know what I mean? Like, it's anyone's game. Like, any given Sunday is also a thing in fantasy football. And that's why it's important to be able to make it to the playoffs because if you get there, you can win. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how slim your odds are. Right. Like, you can still win the championship. It's just you have to get hot at the right time. I mean, look at, like, we we talked about Chris on the podcast before. I mean, True. like, his team, he won, what, five of his last well, six? Well, Chris, Chris even getting to yeah. the playoffs was him getting hot at the right time in any given week. Because yeah, if, he had, was, if he had a different schedule, he'd go, exactly. he, wins like three, he wins like three games. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. It's like he, he got lucky, but he also had opponents at the right time. Taking with JV, the the right decisions. Yeah, it's the opposite sense. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's kind of like it's one of those things. It's just to get into the playoffs and have a chance to do that ten times. Especially fantasy, you know. I feel like especially now, uh, compared to like when we first started, I feel like there's a lot more volatility, like when it comes to rosters, because uh, specifically in our league, we do a lot of trades, which you know, leads to a lot of movement, obviously. But also, I feel like injuries are definitely a more significant problem now than they were when we first started playing. Obviously, like, players got injured. But, yeah. I mean, now it's 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 a big problem because of, you know, there's so much football all the time. The players don't get to rest as much. Um, and especially the past two years because of, uh, of COVID. You know what I mean? So just uh being able to have that consistency over that period of time is uh you know for everybody in our league you know you glenn uh jake panacho um you know like you guys have had like a lot of success and that's impressive honestly uh i mean and and here's the thing too because i want to talk about the championship game that's coming up quick before we move on to Souza, and i'm going to give him the floor shortly so now Panacho moves on to face uh, Matt Amaral. Now, Matt Amaral's team, he's had some ups and downs throughout the year. He's won back-to-back games. His teams, has he scored over 100 points both games? Uh, Amaral? The first two rounds? I think so. I, yeah, I, know, think so. I know Zach's team didn't show up this week. Yeah, because your dad's team went off in the first round of the playoffs, but his right. team went off more. <laughs> right, right, right. Amaral has 101 this week, and I think like 120 last week. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it's going to be a good championship, Panacho and Amaral. But what's crazy is, I, I, I <laughs> for some reason, Amaral's luck against Panacho is bad. But this is where Panacho wins. If you look at the first championship he got, he had no business winning that championship. Oh, he faced a team in JV who was a powerhouse the whole year. JV loses Julio Jones and Mike Evans that week. And then he beats JV. I forget who he beat in the second round. Uh, I forgot he faced JV. So, 
I don't know. He beat, he beat two teams that were better than him. And then my dad advances to the championship in a year that he didn't belong into the championship, either with a waiver wire team. Nope. And then it came back to earth in the championship game. So it, it's just like Panacho to find a way to get into the playoffs. And then when you least inspect it, that's when he strikes. And Susie, you texted me last week or actually last night. I'm sorry. Um, and I think your words were, if I can find it. Here we go. Let's see here. Susan texted me and says, we talk about Glenn Luck, also known as Glenn Bullshit, while Panacho Luck sneaks under the radar. <laughs> That's right. I didn't say that. And I responded and I said, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> because, like I said, for some reason, you got this narrative of Glenn Bullshit Horseshoe up my ass. It's not that. just for some reason. Like it's it's established. What? Yeah, like I said now, Panacho's in route to his second championship. Barely squeaked into the playoffs, and this is how it goes. But yet nobody's talking about it. Where's 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 the bullshit on his side? Crickets. Yeah, like Amon Ra being nasty all of a sudden, or um him picking up like Mitch making favorable pickups. Like he has a lot of pickup luck, like with James Conner, got Elijah Mitchell earlier in the year. He had Mike Davis last year, who was hot as fuck um, until he traded him to me. Uh, that's kind of yeah. sus. Um, hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Well, sus, Sousa. Pause. You have, all those, you have all the Tennessee backs that, that get claimed with a bunch of fab, and it's Deontay Foreman that he picks up for free, ended up being the guy. There's a lot of shit that goes his way. Uh, even no matter how bleak it is, he always finds a way, and uh, and it flies under the radar. And in last night, I also said to Glenn, "How the fuck did this happen? That Glenn lost because after Thursday night, when Jimmy G played and George Kittle played, only getting three points, George Kittle. He was projected he for had, 86. Yeah, so Debo alone on Thursday just about outscored three of his guys, right? And it looked very. Very bad for Panacho, but he still snuck out of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, got to give credit where credit's due, I it's, guess. But it's fantasy any given week. Um, but yeah, Panacho and Emerald should be a good championship. Emerald, man, I, I'm kind of pulling for him too, even though um, he's been to the championship a couple of times back to back years when the league first started. It's been a while, it's been a while since he's made it this far, but he's a league OG, loyal to the league every year. He's always in it to win it. Yeah, his teams are always pretty good. Yeah. So um so I'm I'm kind of pulling for him too. I, I don't really care who wins. If Panazzo wins, whatever. Um if Emerald wins, cool too. I'll give a fuck. Yeah, they're kind of I always kind of see them as their own rivals because I know they're I don't know the relationship now, but I know they were pretty good friends. Uh and Anytime I know if I sent a trade to Amaral, Panacho would know about it within five minutes. So I know they have a very strong connection there. So it would be interesting to see them uh, in, in a championship playoff match. Because it's going to be interesting. It's good, good stuff. Now, Susan, this is where things take a dark turn. Yeah. Um, we're going to turn it over to me. We're going to flip to the other side of the bracket. And uh, before I do that, I just, although we have, like I said, we have Amaral in the championship with Panacho. So we have a chance now. Um, that the first ever toilet bowl winner 
has a chance to become champion. This would be the first time anyone's had that opportunity to get the toilet and then have a chance to become champion. Um, on the flip side, we might have a chance where the first champion to receive the toilet bowl could happen at the end of this week as Craig's team, although we won in week 15, that's the power of the consolation ladder because week 16 is the most important one. That's the one you got to win. And Jake Aronson ended the streak. The streak of, was it six losses in a row? Came to an end. I think so. Oh, yeah. Yep. And not saying it's the same feeling, but he got a little payback for the championship game last year, sending Craig to the toilet bowl. Congrats to Jake Aronson. And we might see first to worst. But in order for that to happen, Souza, you must explain how things occurred for you and Brendan. Yeah, in order for that to happen, I need to beat Craig because I'm in the toilet bowl again. Back-to-back years. First, I got to say a little backtrack about Craig was that I kind of, I don't know. It's funny how this works. This is just another cog in my bad luck, and I'll explain why. Last week, as you said, Glenn, even though Craig won round one, didn't matter because of his constellation placing. And he lost this week. Is going right back down into the toilet bowl bracket. Um, he was dead set on sitting his players to intentionally lose week one so he could face the better matchup this week, which would have been me. I would have beaten him. So... That really sucks because I was telling him, no, Craig, that's that's not that's not right. I wouldn't do it. It's not morally right, in my opinion, to it, not it's your best I, lineup it, and not try to win every week. Right. I, I get the strategy behind it. It makes sense. And he told me the same thing. He's like, I might as well do that because I'm kind of fucked either way. No, I was like, no, 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 no. Listen, as a toy, as a savvy toilet bowl veteran, you got to take your fucking licks, pal. That's what you do. If you're in that bracket, you sit there and you take it. Maybe, That's what you do. Maybe That's a fair thing. Maybe next okay? year we, we implement a rule that if you intentionally sit any players. You get the uh, toilet. You just get the toilet. No, and that's something I would do as, as commissioner, or at least put it up for a vote. Most and if you're going to do that, for a vote. don't fucking tell people. Be like, oh, I thought this was a better matchup. <laughs> Don't that's, be like, that's a whole, hey, I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to sit my players so I get a better matchup, guys. Gee whiz, I hope I don't lose. No, that's a whole That's Ooh. a whole argument. You could go, and it's a really tough moral issue because it's all moral. It's a moral issue, and it's a tough thing to argue because that's not just. Craig horrible. has morals? It could be, uh, it could be <laughs> like. It's heritage. It could be like a week 14 <laughs> thing where, oh, I'm going to lock for the playoffs, but if I lose to this person. That guy can't make it. Like, there's a couple of ways to intentionally lose and fuck people over, not just better yourself. So that's a whole issue that I disagree with. If someone had clinched a a matchup and they wanted to potentially play somebody who had a a quote-unquote weaker team in the first round, then they could do that. Which is bullshit. If Panacho could say, if I lose to this guy, Souza can't make the playoffs. I'm already locked in for this. So I'm going to just throw this game. Fuck him over. Yeah, Um, that's not right. It's not right. That would have that been like that would have been like me sitting my players against Craig, so Craig could get in instead of somebody else, like in that last yeah. week of the season. Yeah. 
Uh, but I do understand the, the the competitive advantage. But I explained that to him. You explained it to him, Glenn. And he did the right thing and played his lineup, and he got the win. And, of course, me advocating, giving him my arguments, throwing it in his face actually fucked me over. Because had he thrown the game and faced me this week, I would have beaten him because that's just the way it works. <laughs> Instead, I faced Brendan, which was – the better matchup I could have asked for because this is the worst record, the least points scored, and he fucked me. He fucked me again. Mason, last week, you were saying, I don't want to hear it, Souza, because I faced Craig twice, and he dropped 130 Chris, on me. Chris. Chris, I'm sorry, not Craig, Chris. And he dropped 130 on me both times. I'm like, Mason, I get that, but I haven't faced Brendan for a second time yet, so anything can happen, and it happened. He fucked me again. This is the same guy. I already talked about his terrible record and his least points scored in the league. It's the same guy who these past two weeks, let me just find his fucking schedule here. Out of the way. Here he is. This past three weeks, week 13, 69 points. Oh, nice. Nice. Week, week 14. I'm going to round up on this one. 44 points. Oh, I thought you were going to say 69 again. I was hoping for it. Last week, round one, 73 points. He's really playing like the worst team in the league. Faces me, 120. 120. Back in week 12, when he faced me last, 121. And why? What was the what was the reason why? It was Miami. Well, there's that's actually several reasons. And I don't even know. I honestly don't even know where to begin. Should I talk about why I just hate fantasy football? Or should I talk about <laughs> Brendan's team specifically? Should talk about why you were even born? <laughs> why I was even born? It all started when I was born. So, listen, I am so done with fantasy football <sighs> this year, and I was I was so glad to be done. So I thought because I my team played played well overall. I scored 111 points. That's a lot of points. Um, I would have beat Panacho, for example, just barely. It's it's a, it's a lot of points. And I was up 36. No, yeah, I was up 36 and change oh. or 37 going into Monday night where Brendan had Jalen Waddle and Miami D. So a defense and a pretty good wide receiver had to score like 37 or more points. Possible, but I felt pretty good about it. And at that point, I'm like, yes, I think I got this in the bag. And I'm so glad because I'm done. I'm so sick of Mike Williams letting me down every fucking week. I'm so sick of looking, scouring the internet with my fingers crossed for Elijah Mitchell updates to see if he's going to sit so I can play Jeff Wilson. I'm so sick of watching Najee Harris on the worst fucking offense in the world that I've ever seen in my life, the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting working his ass off just to get a few yards just so Big Ben can throw a shit-ass interception. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having a rye on A.J. Green every week because DeAndre Hopkins decides to go, go on IR. Sorry. I just, I can't take it. I can't take it. And now on top of it all, you have Brady and Gronk, two of my best players, just absolutely putting up duds in these first and in, in the postseason fantasy postseason. We had Brady's worst game last week. He shows up this week. He only gets 14. Gronk's worst game was last week. And he followed it up with his actual worst game this week, 2.8 points. I lost by eight points, a little bit less than eight points. We'll just say eight points because Miami's D got 25 last night. Waddle got 20. Okay. 
because Ian Ian Book just throwing pick sixes to the Miami's defense. You had Burrow break a fucking Cincinnati Bengal record for most yards thrown on that team, which is fourth <laughs> most yards ever thrown in a game in the NFL, fourth most, scoring 38 points. Joe fucking Burrow. I lost by eight points. If Joe Burrow had 30 points, that would be a fucking crazy game, and I still would have won. I lost by eight <laughs> points. Burrow gets 38. Miami's D gets 25. And, and things were trying to go well for me. Like, the world was trying its hardest. <laughs> trying to give me this win. I had Rex Burkhead, a.k.a. the new white Jesus, getting me 28 points. I had Montgomery with a great game of 20 points. I had Brendan's James Robinson get hurt out for the game with just one point. Yeah, see. His, his Clyde edwards lair. <laughs> With only nine points, which is all right, get taken out of the game. Could have been a lot better than nine points, but he was taken out of the game. We have Terry McLaurin getting shut down by the Cowboys. D, it didn't, and he had to, and he had to start Ray Ray McLeod, but it didn't fucking matter because he had Joe Burrow and he had Miami's defense and Jalen Waddle was nasty. And me with Brady and Gronk combining for 16, 17 points. Like I, I lost by eight. If Brady just scored, 23 24 like he always does i would have won i would have won if gronk and brady combined for like the typical 30 to 40 points would have been a fucking no-brainer i would have won but instead they shit the bed again and here i am looking at myself saying i can't believe i have to care about fantasy again for one more week i can't believe i have to look at headlines see who's on covid see what elijah mitchell's up to this week i'm fucking sick of it sick of having to check the waivers and now I got to face Craig, who I'm actually worried about his team more than I was worrying about Brendan's. And, 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 and here it comes. I don't know what to say. All right. I would like to give my two cents here. Go ahead. Take a breath, Susan. Take a breath. Okay. I want to preface this with you got absolutely jobbed. Okay. However, the fact that you were in that game is because you had a bunch of fortuitous things happen. Like James Robinson got hurt. Uh, his tight end got hurt. Two of his players had season-ending injuries. Yeah. Also, Rex Burkhead got 28 points. I know. The world was trying to get me this win. <laughs> Burkhead has not had a fantasy-relevant game since he was on the Patriots two years ago. He scored eight points this year. That's not fantasy relevant. Eh, on my team, it is. <laughs> so what you're saying, Mason, is Brendan should have had 150 against me? He could that's have. What you're saying. That's what I'm saying. He exactly. Have. That would have been very fitting, too. Also, I wonder who told him to start Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, I'm not worried about Ray Ray McLeod. <laughs> if you would have won by three points, we've got a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. technically, the difference between Marquise Goodwin and Ray Ray McLeod was only like one point. So yeah, like, right in this like, morning, morning. down to a stat correction on Thursday night, you would have to thank Mason. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, it. that's it, man. I mean, I do feel for you. And um, yeah. I think, you know, Glenn talked a little bit about the championship. And obviously, you know, I don't really have a dog in the fight in the championship. I kind of feel like Glenn. Panacho wins. Cool. Emerald wins. Cool. Whatever. Either way. Um, but toilet bowl, Tuza. I don't want you to win the toilet. I want Craig to win the toilet. I want Craig to win the toilet I know, real bad. I, know. I want him to win real bad. Yeah, Mason. Mason. A lot of I want to drive do. by his house. 
playing flushing noises on YouTube out of my car on max volume for weeks. So I won't go to that extent, but just I, I can't think of a better thing to happen to Craig as far as getting the toilet bowl after coming into the league hot, won two chips right off the bat, a little slice of little slice of what I call humble pie. Here's your humble pie. Let Sousa, let, let you serve him that slice of humble pie, giving him his first toilet bowl, making him be the first person to ever go from first to worst, back-to-back season, making him be the first champion to ever, one, be in the – actually, no, I was going to say my dad was in the toilet bowl game. First champion to get the toilet. Um, that, that would be something. But – I'm not going to be that upset. I know. If you do end up with the toilet, because now it's just funny. Like I'm rooting for Craig to get it because I, 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 it's funny to me too, but if you get it, it's, it's funny, but it's also sad. Like I like to, excuse me. I like to put myself into scenarios of other people in the league. And Sousa, if I was watching last night's game, Monday night, Jalen Waddle caught a couple of passes. Miami gets a pick six. I'm like, <laughs> that's crazy. They got a pick six already. But I'm like, on the score, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it. That's it. It's not going to happen. I was like, it can't happen. Game goes on. Waddle continues to get fed. Miami's defense continues to get sacked. Turnovers. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Eight sacks. Jalen Waddle took the lead with a touchdown, I believe, in the second quarter. And that's when I was like, after capping off a drive where he had like five receptions, like they were just looking at Waddle, 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 Waddle. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, this is happening. This, like, like, like you know, like uh, Michael Scott video where he's like, okay, everyone, this is happening. Thank yep. God. Thank yep. God. I was like, that's how I was feeling. Like, I was getting stressed out for you, like just watching that game. I know. It was a Monday night miracle. You were watching it. And it was just like, and then Ian Book. What maybe the worst quarterback performance I have ever seen in my whole life. He doesn't know how to throw the ball away. He doesn't know how to get rid of the ball. He got sacked eight times. Eight fucking times. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? No one around. Just dump it off to Kamara. I don't know. What the fuck? Oh, don't get me started with Kamara because whatever. But it was just like, wow. I can't believe this is happening. And like, uh-huh. Susan, and although it sucks, it, it's just like, it's wow. And like I said, it's your luck, and I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I faced I, Brendan earlier this year in Miami's D. Then, in week 12, got 25, and they got 25 again. And Waddle had 24 in week 12. He has 20 this time. I'm like, yeah. I mean, Panacho's texting me. How does it feel to avoid it? Or like, oh, you're good. Um, I can't believe we're going to have Craig and Brendan in, a, in the toilet. I'm like, guys, to you, Panacho, whoever was texting me, I'm like, there's still a chance. Brendan was texting me too. He's like, oh, GG's like Sunday. I'm like, yeah, I'm not holding out hope yet. I'm still pissed because I know I'm only, I'm only, sorry. I know I'm up 37, but last time I played this motherfucker, Waddle and Miami's D combined for over 40 and it can happen again. I've lost by a stack correction. I've lost by this shit. There's never a case where I'm going to feel safe about a win. You can't. It's about fantasy. A lead, I mean, it's fantasy. It's so Any lead bad. can just be. That's why that's why I hate when you know people do the oh, the GGs, you know, this and that, because you got but it's not like anything can happen. And, and Susan, we've had matchups like that. I've had losses, I've had comeback wins. 
That's just anything can happen. Glenn, you had a game where you literally needed Derrick Henry to break a <laughs> right. 70 yard touchdown on the last play and he garbage did. time. And it fucking happened. Like, like it's just it you you live by fantasy football, you die by fantasy football. Any given Sunday doesn't apply. It applies to real football, but in fantasy football, especially. Dude, like we I talk, said, we, we talked about it last week with, with that team who would have been a season average averaging 143 points and they combined for like 38 points in round one of the playoffs last week. That's crazy. Yeah, last week was terrible. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it happened to me in, in the Smithers League that I'm in. I My team last week scored 85 points. This week scored 130 because T. Higgins went from having four points to having 40 points oh, this week. So, um, you know, obviously very frustrating. Oh, like I said, Glenn, when Braxton Berrios scored that kickoff return touchdown, which technically helped you in one league, but hurt you against Panacho because he started <laughs> the Jets' defense. Yeah. Fantasy football giveth, fantasy football taketh away. Taketh away. <laughs> I, went, wow. I, went, I went two for four in my semifinal matchup. Lost in Jim and Skip and lost in the Westport League. But I'm in uh, the finals in two other leagues. But one one league is a two week final, where it's like you have oh. the matchup for two weeks. So technically, I, I got that. I got guys in week eighteen next week too that I got to worry what about. What the fuck? Why? It isn't. Hey, it isn't that four just teams, my luck. Go mean? ahead. I was gonna say four teams make the playoffs in this week. It's a short. It's a ten man league. So the first matchup is two weeks. Championship matchup is two weeks since the total combined score through two weeks. <sighs> Yeah, so let me just, just add to my, my luck history. You guys remember the Wrestler League? Yeah. I do. I do. I do. That was, a, that was a, a one-off league that me, Glenn, and Mason were in with a couple other guys. Uh, eight, it was an eight-team league. It was very – like, no one cared. It was like a $5 buy-in. Not, even, not everyone paid. No one got paid out either. It was a very <laughs> – it was a joke of a league. Yeah, you had to – for the record, when Susan refers to it as the Wrestler League – your team name had to be a wrestler. So I was Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. I was Booker T. I was the whole train after the Godfather. And, and in that that like uh, half-ass league, I actually made it to the championship. And it just so happened that this was also a two-week championship where, yeah, it was a combined score of two weeks. Whoever had the best combined score in two weeks won. I oh. beat it was Matos, me and Matos in the championship. I won the week, first week. But the second week, he outscored me by enough to take the championship. So yeah. I got fucked by a because I had to play another week in a league that didn't really matter, just to show like how fucking but, bad everything is. And now, Jay, uh, Clyde, right? Fantasy football taketh. Clyde's hurt. Fantasy football giveth. Now Craig has Daryl Williams about to go off against me. So. <laughs> Let's just keep it on one more week so we can finally end this shit. Susan, Susan, there is a silver lining to this, okay? Although your luck in the Westport Fantasy Football League now and back-to-back seasons has found you in the toilet bowl. You, my friend, are in the championship in another league. I am. I can't. In our first dynasty league against none other than mutual league member in two different leagues, Zach Aronson. Yeah, I got to say. That luck has been going well, uh, but his his team is a is a he's been pretty damn good. It's powerhouse, especially he's when you get Najee Harris for nothing. For nothing. Uh, guys, so I have breaking news. Oh, uh, John been... Madden passed away. Oh shit! Oh damn! Yeah, 
More condolences on this podcast. Damn. He just had his special on Christmas Day, too. Yeah. He said uh, uh, Schefter put out a tweet saying he unexpectedly passed away this morning, I guess. That sucks at the age of 85. Uh, he's old. Damn. That sucks. That's awful. Um, now I got to buy Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Real quick, what? real quick. Let's let's uh re- recap the best and worst of week sixteen with stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Just the job that your man or woman started, gentlemen. My stellar star of the week is none other than a guy who stepped up when they needed it most. Quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen. This week against the New England Patriots in New England, Josh Allen put up 30.96 fantasy points. He had 314 yards, three touchdown passes, and 64 rushing yards. A couple weeks ago when the Patriots faced the Bills, this is what I thought I was going to see from Josh Allen to make that statement game against the New England Patriots to say, no, your time is up. Our time is now. It's Buffalo's time. He did it. Three weeks later. Now, now he did it in Gillette. Bills now have a division lead. Patriots are in the wild card now. Whole thing changes. The Bills control their own destiny. All they got to do is win the last two games. They win the division. Josh Allen. Uh, That's pretty good. Do we want to talk about the Patriots now or after? We're going to talk about the – we'll talk about the Patriots after. Um, All right. Maybe before Great. the Pickums or during the Pickums. Okay. I'll go with thoughts. another quarterback. All right. I gotta go with I gotta go with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because well, I already talked about him earlier, but I'll give his stats exactly. He threw nonstop. Uh, 37 for 46. He had 525 yards, which is a franchise record for the Bengals. And I believe from the article that I read today, because I had to know what kind of record this was against me. Um I guess his fourth NFL all-time. So he's up there. And he threw, he threw four touchdowns. Could have been five. One was called back. Yeah. And he finished with 38 fantasy points. 38 fantasy points. 12, 12 points better than his uh, next highest this year. And I lost by eight, by the way. Yeah. So um, Joe Burrow was was crazy. If, if you played him, you probably won. Mason? Um, I'm going to go with someone who Sousa did not give enough respect to from his own team, mm. Rex Burkhead. As I said, this man has not had a fantasy-relevant day in about two years. Uh, but he was fantasy-relevant on Sunday, baby. My man, ha- like, first of all, what the fuck is wrong with the Chargers? I know I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound, okay? I'm- they lose Joey Bosa, and the wheels fall off. They've always like- had a bad rush defense this year. But he probably I mean, didn't help that at all. Jeez. Uh, it, 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 was like, it was like watching Bishop Conley play fucking defense. I thought you said it was going to be like Bishop Sankey. Sankey, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. His name should never be spoken again on this podcast. Where is he now? Uh, in a footlocker. <laughs> yeah, dude, Rex Burkhead was, was nuts. Um, yeah. But Rex Burkhead, yes, was in fact nuts. My man had... 149 yards. Crazy. Two TDs. Disgusting. And he also had 
two receptions for zero yards. But oh, should have been more. Twenty-seven point nine points. Twenty-seven. I had to face him in a league. Luckily, I came out on top of that league, but still, he hurt me uh, with the Chargers D. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to technically. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Damian Harris. What is mm-hmm. best game of the year? His best game as a pro so far. Even though the Patriots lost. I mean, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Also, it looks like, you know, him combined with Rondre Stevenson, they actually might have one of the best running back rooms in the league. I don't like Brandon Bolden, but, you know, if they keep playing the way that they have been, there's a lot of problems yeah. there. Um, honorable mention for Justin Jackson, too. I'm, a lot of people losing Eckler this week in fantasy. If you stash Justin Jackson, Congratulations. Unless your name's Zach Aronson, you're probably moving on. Damn. Um, exactly. And then also honorable mention to Dak Prescott, 31 fantasy points. Um, Cowboys dropped Trout on the Washington football team. People said Dak was slumping. Dak said, hold my dick. Mm. And he did what he did. That was Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Red Rumble Vibrators. Finished the job for your man or woman started. Mason. Yep. Uh, time for fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna yep. get fucked, what? I said yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna get fucked, might as well use lube, man. Um. And you know we had decided on this beforehand. Uh, normally we don't do this type of team, and I alluded to it in my stellar star of the week, but. Fuck of the week this week is the Los Angeles Chargers defense. <laughs> uh, you know, they had – they finished with negative five points, 35 points against uh, – they had one sack, so technically they could have had negative six. That makes you feel better. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is, is I, I feel like, Glenn, I don't feel like you're on an island with this one. I feel like that – Definitely fucked a lot of people in fantasy this year because, or this week. You look at the matchup against Houston. 28th ranked offense. 28th ranked offense. They're playing for they're playing for literally nothing. Chargers Brandon, playing for a playoff spot. Chargers playing for a playoff spot. The Houston Texans best wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, out. Um, so they're throwing he's Dirk Mitchell throwing a literal no one. Literally nobody. Uh and somehow they still hung up 35 points on the Chargers. And, you know, I think we were all pretty high on the Chargers going into the season. They looked like the next, you know, team to Frauds. maybe take to take a step. But, yeah, I think this game has shown that they're a fraudulent team. I've never, uh, seen, sure. I've never seen a team look so good one week and then look so bad another week. And they've done it consistently all year. They've looked yep. like shit. They've looked great. They look like shit. They look great. They look like more shit, but they look great. Last week was shit. Disgusting. Yep. Fuck of the week material. I think that's the first time we've ever given the defense fuck of the week. Like I said, I think it's worth it's worth it's it's definitely because um, yeah, I mean on a paper they were a good play. Right. Yeah, because they were on paper. That's a good play. Uh but we don't play I games mean, on paper. Yeah, but also at the same time, uh, Davis Mills has been pretty good since he's been named the starter of the Texans. So, 
Will do they have something there? So Probably good, not. they got three wins. I mean, he didn't play every game. No, that's true. he can't play every position. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop making excuses for him. Uh, anyway, that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PBJ Loops. You're gonna get fucked. You might as well use. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, new segment on the podcast. Okay, and uh, with a new segment, obviously comes a new sponsor. So this is questions for Souza. Brought to you by Lincoln's Lollipops. Suck them hard. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Come on. Questions for Souza. I love where, it, by the way. Where do I begin? <laughs> I love that. Let's I was like, start. Oh, that's oddly not sexual. Should should the questions be... Fuck it hard. Should they all be anonymous? Or should they just... Like, should I just I'd rattle say, off questions and you answer them? I would say anonymous. Just rattle yeah. them off. Anonymous. Just go. Rapid right. fire. By the way, this this should be replacing our new segment. Because one, I usually miss something important. Two is kind of old news by the time you hear this on Wednesday. That's true. And three, this is more fun. Yeah. All fun. We're all about fun here. All right. Question for Susan. Out of all your devastating losses, where does this hmm. one rank? Oh, okay. Good question. Uh, um, and by the way, I have all the answers. Oh. So keep these coming. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the number one ranked loss is against Glenn in the playoffs, losing by a stat correction. That was the most wild week of emotions that I've ever had because it went all the way to Thursday before the stat correction was actually official. This uh, might be number two only because I can't really think of anything else. And the implications that it had, the storyline of Brendan being the worst team and yet still dropping 120 on me, even after I had a good week, it's it's got to be it. But if I lose next week against Craig, that's going to take the cake. Nice. Questions for Susan. Why do bad things happen to good people? That sounds like a Glenn question. You know what? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's a balance a, issue. It's not a Glenn question. It's anonymous. You said you had all the answers. I think maybe it's a balance issue. Okay. You think that was more of a rhetorical question? Are we getting existential? Okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> okay, what do you dislike more, or should I say the most? Miami Dolphins, mm. cat haters, or anti-Tears for Fears people? Wow, that's a good one. Very, very interesting. Ooh, all right. It's not anti-Tears for Fears people. It's a really close one between Miami, uh, yeah, Dolphins, the Dolphins, and cat haters. <laughs> just dolphins in general. I hate dolphins. <laughs> Fucking squeaking and shit. Hate them. <laughs> All right, I am really sick of having to go against uh, Miami players. As I've been fucked twice this year by the same two people, Jalen Waddle and Miami D. Uh, but that good you know, I I think I hate cat haters the most because they never have good reasons. Mm. They always just jump to stupid conclusions like, "Oh, cats are evil." All they do is like they don't even love people. It's because you're not doing it right. Side asshole. note. Side note. You know who also doesn't have good reasons? Uh, people who are anti-vax. <laughs> oh, here we go. I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to get on this, but like if you ever heard someone who doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine, ask them why, and then see what reason they give you. Oh, I just wanted to do my own research. Nine times oh, out oh. of. Oh, you. Do you want to laugh? Do you want to laugh? Nine times out of ten, it's just like. 
it's the most uneducated reason I've ever heard. And I just shake my head. Sorry. Lost the happy, put the happies back. This isn't this is the politics episode. This is questions for Susan. The way the way I see the most uh sympathy I give for those for those people, or the argument I understand the most is just if if they don't want to in 40 years hear the commercial. If you or someone you know have been have taken the COVID nineteen vaccine <laughs> back in twenty twenty one, you may be eligible for compensation because you have like three arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you get free money out of it. What the <laughs> fuck? He's a right. win-win. He's That's right. Uh, but anyway. Oh yeah, another question. Yeah, question for Susan. Uh, if Glenn considered himself to be the people's champ, is he now the people's loser? Oh, you're gonna have to ask him. He's a self-proclaimed people's champ, and he'd have to be the self-proclaimed people's loser. Question. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna change the question for Glenn for a second. I'll answer that. Um, people's champ, and, and I don't know if, if if this is clear to everybody. Being the people's champion is not about winning or losing. It's not about being a literal champion. The people's champion is a champion of the people. It's the it's the person that the people can look up to and root for. It's their guy. It's it's you know like first ever people's champ there was was Muhammad Ali. Everybody rooted for Muhammad Ali. He was the people's champ. Then later on, The Rock took that moniker. He became the people's champ. And now you look at the guys before me, like Muhammad Ali, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and now I have to carry that burden of being the people's champ. I got to be the guy that people root for. Like I said, at the end of the day, win yeah. or lose, I'm still going to be your people's champ. I'm still going to be here. I'm going to come back next season, and I'm still going to be your people's champion. And the year after that, and the year after That's that. Right. It's, it's just how it goes. Like, I have a Related question. Yeah. Um, this was submitted to me anonymously. Uh, question for you. What the? This, this is question for Susan. I know, but since you're answering a question, I figured this is a good time to interject. Well, I, I, I got to check with Lincoln's Olipops to see if they can allow me more time to answer this. All right, how about this? We'll do it at the end, okay? All right, good. I'll do it right now. We're in the mood. All right, all right, all right. All right. They already got back to you? Yeah, they did. I checked. All right, cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, would you rather – so here it is. Question, question for Glenn. In the question for Sousa segment, uh, would you rather have Mason Luck or Sousa Luck right now, and why? Yeah, that's a good question. Where do you see things? All right, so here's the thing. Sousa Luck. Wait, right now? Right now. I mean, I'd say like the start of like if yeah, the start of next year. Whose luck would you rather have? Like in fantasy for uh, for the I, remainder. Well, you're gonna have to ask me that question next week because here's the thing: I thought Susan Luck faced an all-time worst last season when he went one and twelve, was in the toilet bowl game, but Mason's luck triumphed at the end of the day, and he became a four-time toilet bowl champion. Mason's like bad luck triumphed. That's that's what I'm saying. It's bad luck triumphed. <laughs> And, and you can't ignore that. As bad as Susan Luck has been, he's been able to evade the toilet bowl. And if he does it again this week, how can I, how can I say I want Mason's luck if Susan's luck is just evading toilet bowl? But, but if Susan's in the toilet bowl two years in a row, you know, we said new Mason. Do we also right. have to say new Susan? I don't know. I don't Here's know. Here's the plot twist. if you will. I'm the new Mason. That's the plot twist. You, I, I look in the mirror at the end of the movie and I see your reflection. <laughs> like I said, that, <laughs> breaks the mirror. that might that might be a question to where 
you're going to have to ask me again next week. Well, the outcome of next week's game is, is it, that, that will give me more insight. Because so, right now, Susan's trending down, but he has a chance to avoid it. Mason is at a, a consistent low, but not the upswing. He's not in the toilet bowl this year. Like I said, it could Almost be like playoffs. it could be a trend, like you know, at the end of the season where fancy players get hot and then they carry it over the next season. Could be Mason. Could be. I don't know. I, we got to wait and see. But right now, I'm saying I'll take Sousa's luck because I haven't seen Week 17 games played yet. You're right. I, All ask right. Me again so, so Glenn's official answer is rain check. Yeah, rain check next week. Okay. All right. Good. We'll revisit this next week. Um, more questions for Sousa. <laughs> Sousa, if there was anyone who thought you'd be in the toilet bowl when you were five and one, who would that person be? If there was anyone who thought I would be in the toilet bowl at five and one. Paracho. Well, he kind of had to because he's he's the one who actually put money on me missing the playoffs. So if anyone was to think that I would be in the toilet, it'd probably be him. All right. Um, let's see here. Question for Sousa. Where do let's babies go. come from? <laughs> How much time we got? <laughs> babies want, come from several places. Uh, typically, China? they come from, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Hold on. Oh, okay. Mason's taking out his notebook. <laughs> uh, babies come from a woman's vagina, her uterus. They grow hmm. there, uh, but it can also be made in a lab or oh. partly made in a lab where you, you do in- insemination. Is that the right word? Um, I know someone who's an embryologist and does that stuff. Fertility clinic. Do you call him low embryo? I do not. No. And so you don't uh, say yo, 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 low embryo. So you kind of create it there, but at the end of the day, it has to go into a woman for her body to mature the baby and ultimately come out of the vagina. So I guess long story short, the answer is vagina. Damn, bro. Susie, you should be the one giving sex at Westport. That was crazy. Right. I think I could do it. I like the side. Substitute teacher. Questions for Susan. What's worse? Uh, Panacho winning the championship or you winning the toilet? Me winning the toilet. Come on. I got to think about me first. And also to Panacho's luck that we talked about earlier, the fact that he gets – the fact that he talks as much shit and still in all this, like the worst of the worst reverse psychology you could ever have or listen to, he still gets there and he gets what he wants of him being the championship and me in the toilet and the possibility. This would be Panacho luck at his finest and my bad luck at his finest, him to win the chip and me to win the toilet in the same year. He could die peacefully after that. Hot take. I think if Panacho wins the championship, you win the toilet. I think if Amaral wins the championship, Craig gets the toilet. They're connected. I don't. I, I just think that's what's going to happen. String theory. Yeah, you're probably right. Um. Question for Susan. Susan, 
You will now have the second most appearances in the toilet bowl. You haven't won a playoff game since 2014. Is that enough to be the second worst fantasy owner in our league today? If no, why not? <laughs> I love how they say second worst, just insinuating that I'm the worst. I mean, yeah, stop coming for my title, Susan. What the fuck? I have a, the most toilet bowl appearances. Get out of here, dude. That's a very good question. I know Panacho said that because he asked me when the last time I won a playoff game today was. Um, yeah, and I told him 2014. And he said, oh, I thought it was sooner. I said it was until I lost by a stat correction. <laughs> or it was until Waller's stats got corrected, to be precise. Uh, yeah. Um, as of right now, honestly, with the recency buys, if you hold more weight for the most recent years than – the longevity I have to be right. I mean, you have people like Chris who you could argue, but he made the playoffs and, and a lot of these guys I'm looking at, I mean, Brendan hasn't been in the toilet bowl or hey. maybe he has once, but he hasn't been in it twice. So Chris, we're ta- you're ta- watch about, watch out when you talk about Chris, bro. We're talking about six time GM of the year, Chris Hartman, mm. please self-appointed. That's right. still. Hold on a second. I got to take a call. You're just going to take a call in the middle of questions for Sousa? I got a question for Sousa. Where the fuck do you get off thinking (laughs) that you can do this on our podcast? (laughs) I guy. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to talk about the Patriots while he's diddling himself. Good. Is that okay? That's fine. All right. So, um, where did uh, first of all, I think obviously this game this past week, Glenn, you were there. Mm. I was ripping my hair out of my head watching that game. Yeah, you're pretty upset. Um, and the reason why I was upset is because I think that game was a winnable game. Um, you know, the problem was obviously the Patriots had a lot of. Um, self-inflicted mistakes. Shot themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, specifically, you know, they they had drives. They I think the biggest problem from that game, in my opinion, uh, was the defense. Mm. And I don't know if it speaks to a bigger problem um, that that defense has because I'll be honest. I, you know, people like listening to the radio and stuff, people have been high kind of on the defense and I think they're decent, but I don't think that they're as good as they were in that set. Like they're not actually as good as they played in that seven game stretch. They had a lot of good things uh, happen to them. A lot of fortuitous things. For example, they played the Titans. Titans did not have AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derek Henry, and that game was still a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. The Patriots ended up winning 33-14, to 14, but it was still a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. People seem to forget that. Uh, you know. And for whatever reason, they kind of hit a snag coming out of the bye. Uh, they're, making, they're making a lot of mistakes, I think, that they were making earlier in the season. And that was a thing, too, during that seven-game stretch where they were playing better, obviously, I think, like I said, they had some luck in the timing of teams that they played, but also the team definitely did play better during that stretch. Um, and they had 
they had uh, a lot of a lot less unforced penalties. You know, things that had plagued them in the beginning of the season weren't happening uh, during that winning streak. And I don't know if they kind of lost their mojo. Uh, you know, like the bye was during a bad time because it like fucked up their their groove that they were in. But also at the same time, um, I feel like a lot of people are acting like the sky is falling. Uh, you know, ideally, the Patriots still should be in control of their own destiny. They still have, I mean, they're tied with the Colts uh, for the second wild or the first wild card. First spot. wild card, yeah. So obviously, the Colts have the tiebreaker, um, and behind them, I think is Pittsburgh. Still? There's there's like a. Or it's like Pittsburgh, Here. Baltimore. There's like a, there's uh, the like Dolphins. a four or five way tie between like the seventh and uh, I'm sorry the yeah the seventh and the eighth seed. It's like a half game or a game that separates yeah. those teams. Um, so, so I think, I think Miami actually has the seventh seed or the eighth seed. Yeah, I think you're right. But the thing is, um, is that too people like. It's people are, I feel like, are somewhat overreacting, and I understand that because the NFL is very what have you done for me lately sort of league. Right. Where I mean, we saw it earlier in the season with the Chiefs, where you know, I think all things considered, everyone basically agrees that probably it go well at the beginning of the season, it was Bucks and then it was the Chiefs. And I saw, you know, when the Chiefs started off when they were kind of looking lackluster, people had them like as the fourth or fifth, sixth ranked team in power rankings. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, you know, honestly what this Patriots season feels like, and it's weird to make this comparison, but I'm gonna, um, they, the 2021 Patriots feel a lot like the 2021 Red Sox. If you were to look at this team in the beginning of the season, what were your expectations for this team? Uh, for me personally, I thought they were a wild card team. I'll be honest. Make the playoffs, possibly you know win a wild card game, but you didn't expect them to get past the divisional round. Oh no, no chance. No chance. Red, Red Sox in spring training. You thought they were better teams in the division, like the Yankees, Toronto. They come out hot, leading the division for most of the year. Patriots go on the seven game winning streak. Now leading the division, they look like the powerhouse, not only in their division but in the AFC during that win streak. Get a couple pieces of humble pie. Red Sox had a down skid after the deadline. Stumble their way into the playoffs. Could the Patriots get hot, make it to the AFC Championship like the Red Sox did with the ALCS? You don't know. But it's a weird comparison. I I just noticed it, though. I feel like it's kind of on that same parallel for some reason. Yeah, like no. you said, it's what have you done lately? At the end of the day, Patriots just got to win these last two games against Jacksonville and Miami. Yeah, and, the and playoffs. I, th- I think that's what's good, too, is that they get the Jaguars at a good time where they're not really playing for much. Uh, they just lost, obviously, James Robinson. Um, you know, I think – and obviously, Bill Belichick's track record against rookie quarterbacks is unparalleled, okay? So, I mean uh, – what happened at the beginning of that seven-game win streak? They played against the Jets. They throttled them 54 or 53 to 13, whatever the score was, 50-some-odd to 13. I think that they can treat this game against the Jaguars as a kind of a get-right game, springboard. you know. And the thing is, is that 
I was hoping that they were going to win one of these two games against the Colts and the Bills. I was hoping they were just going to sweep the Bills, and that would be that. You wouldn't even have to worry about it anymore. Because I'll be honest, I don't. I had chalked that game up in Miami as a loss. I don't like that spot for the Patriots. They always play bad in Miami since I've been a fan of the Patriots. They always play bad in Miami. It's hot down there. I know. I don't know if it's the heat. I don't know if it's the atmosphere of the stadium. But for whatever reason, they always play poorly down there. And I don't like that spot. But now it kind of becomes a must win because the Dolphins have had some lucky things happen to them, obviously, with the Saints' entire QB room getting COVID. So they had to play against Ian Book, much to uh, Sousa's dismay. Yep. But, um, yeah, I think the Patriots are still technically in control of their own destiny. And, I mean, they should make the playoffs. They should be a playoff team. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said, I think the Patriots should finish 11-6. and six. Will they now? They might be 10 and 7, but the question is, is 10 and 7 good enough to get into the playoffs? Um, oh, and also, real quick, on Mac Jones, I feel like people, I, I hear this all the time, dude. And it's like, once it is, what have you done for me lately? And people obviously, you know, are like all horned up to critique the next guy and be like, well, what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? The thing is, when he has games, like he had, obviously, he's on a bit of a rough patch right now. But the thing that people have to remember is that he is a rookie. He is going to have growing pains. He had games earlier in the season where he looked good against the Browns. He looked phenomenal against the Browns. And do I expect him to look that good all the time? Absolutely not. You also have to remember that it might not be a testament to how good or bad he is. He could be fatigued. The NFL season is long. It's longer than it's ever been now. There's an extra game. I mean, he could be hitting a wall. You know what I mean? They don't play like this in college. Mason, you don't have to uh, – you don't have to convince me about Mac Jones because I think we've seen everything we needed to in his rookie season to say that he is a f- guy you can foresee being the quarterback of the future for this franchise. But the toughest thing is, and what fans need to understand, is he's following an impossible act. Yeah, you, that's you, the thing. You're not – like – if you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and compare Mac Jones's career to Tom Brady for the rest of his life, he's in a lose lose situation because you're just not. He's, yeah. he's not the same quarterback. He's not even gonna come close to the same quarterback. Can he be a guy to lead you to a Super Bowl? We'll find out in time. But he's not Tom Brady. It, it, it's just people gotta ease up on the Mac Jones criticism. I know we've been spoiled with Tom Brady for the past twenty years, but it's it, it, you gotta. Just let him develop. Let him be your guy. Love and trust in Mac Jones. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the thing. It's like you kind of just have to let him develop. You know what I mean? Ultimately, like yes, there are mechanical things. Obviously, he doesn't throw the ball super hard. Like he's not like one of those guys coming out of college who has an absolute cannon for an arm. But I think for what he does in the Patriots system, he is a good quarterback for them. You know, he's good at short to intermediate passes. And I think he's shown that he's a good leader already. Um, And like what you were saying about Tom Brady, there was a point in that seven-game winning streak where people were like, because the defense was playing well and the Patriots were running the ball well and there wasn't really an emphasis on them throwing as much besides Mac, you know, doing – 
the throws that he needed to make, like making decent throws across the middle and, and check downs and stuff like that. People were like, oh, this team reminds me a lot of the 2001 Patriots. The 2001 Patriots had a ridiculously stacked defense, okay? That fucking uh, uh, Ty Law, you know, I like all they had an ridiculous, ridiculous, obviously, people didn't know it at the time, but they had a ridiculous defense that year. And I think this defense is good, but it's nowhere near as good as that defense. And I think the offense uh, back then was, was better technically too than it is this year. I mean, are there certain parallels that you can make and comparisons that you can make? Yes. It's not an apples to apples, uh, you know, comparison. And I understand people are doing that because they want to look forward to the future and, and like, you know, what the potential could be and like, Oh my God, like if it's 2001 all over again, then we could springboard into another dynasty. Like we did with Brady back in the day. And it's like, it's not going to happen. The fact that the Patriots had the run that they had, for such an extended period of time is unprecedented in sports. Yeah, they were a dominant force in sports. Not gonna see it again. Twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years. That I don't know in any other sport that's ever happened. You know what I mean? So like people need to pump the brakes on that stuff. I understand why they do it, but it's just kind of annoying. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Last uh, question for question for Susan. Oh. Susan, you said that you'd rather have people who already won the championship to win again before others who haven't won a championship. Does that still remain true for this year's title game? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it has to. I think it has to. It's tough to watch Panacho win a second championship. But overall, in my best interest, I think it is for him to win. And it's an East Division championship, which I am a part of. So I guess I'm in that camp, too. For the East. Um, for the East. That was questions for Sousa. Brought to you by Lincoln's Lollipops. Suck them hard. Suck them hard. <laughs> Love it. Um, Pigskin Pickums. Gentlemen, we have two weeks left, and it's not looking good. I am in second place down 10 games to ESPN 47, 32, 56, 96. We're going to need a miracle or else this motherfucker is going to get a signed, ready to rubble vibrator sent straight to his humble abode. No, 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 no. He ain't get he or she, we don't know, oh. ain't getting shit oh. because we don't know who they are. Oh, yeah, you're right. Still, yeah. he's got two this isn't a fight. I feel like people who listen to this might think this is a gag. We literally don't know who this person is. I have no fucking clue. At first, it was kind of a funny joke. Like, we didn't know who it was. And I was like, oh, it's probably someone in our league. We literally have no idea who this person is. It hasn't come clean through 16 weeks. It could just be like a a random asshole who just, like, looks for these pigskin pick'em leagues to join and then just, like, dominate. Yeah, they're just a fucking savant. Of games. If you're listening to this, just just send us a message on Twitter or something. something. Let like, us know. I can't wait to fuck up this per- these people's pick'em pools. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pigskin pick'em this pigskin pick'ems this week. No pigskin pissems. Pissems. Pissing on them. Pigskin pissems. Um, Sunday. There's no Thursday night games. No Saturday games. It's all Sunday and Monday. Bro. Really? Yeah. And it's starting at Sunday at one o'clock. The Atlanta Falcons at seven eight travel to Buffalo and face the Bills. 
I'm the Bills, guys. Yeah, Bills, dude. Bills. Giants and Bears. Uh, I would say Giants and who cares more like it, but uh, I'll take the Bears. 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 The Bears. Kansas City Chiefs at 11 and 4 go to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. I love Cincinnati, but got to pick the Chiefs. You know what? I'm already out because I missed that week. So I'm taking the Bengals. I'm picking the Chiefs. Miami Dolphins go into Tennessee. So for the Dolphins to keep the streak alive, by the way, the Dolphins, the only team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. That's crazy. That's kind of crazy. Um, Dolphins need to be the Titans and then the Patriots back-to-back. Can they do it? I'm going to say, yeah. Give me the Dolphins over the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Me too. See, I want to pick the Dolphins because I feel like they're going to win, but the Titans need to win so that the Patriots, I can I can sleep at night. So I'm picking the Titans. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders. Wait, 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 wait. The who? The say what? Raiders. The Raiders? Is that a Raiders t-shirt? Yeah. Where'd what? you get that? Raiders. I got it from Abercrombie and Fitch of all places. Nice. The Raiders t-shirt. Yeah, you inspired me to pick the Colts. <laughs> Colts. I inspired myself to pick the Raiders. Oh, my God. He's not a I remember? I'm picking the Raiders, baby. That's right. Sorry. Uh, picking the Raiders, baby. Patriots at home, and I'm not even mentioning the team they're playing. Just pick the Patriots, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the Pats. Yep. If the Patriots lose this game, then the sky is falling. Okay? I'll say that. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 11-4 going to the New York Jets. Give me Tampa Bay. Tampa. Come on, Brady. This is your fucking chance to actually have a good game in the postseason. I need it. Come on, Susan. Brady, Brady owns that ass. <laughs> it's unbelievable how shit he's been. And Gronk. Unbelievable. The Philadelphia Eagles making a playoff push at 8-7. Traveled to Washington to face the football team who just got their doors blown off. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles because the football team sucks. Give me yep. the Eagles. Same here. Los Angeles Rams at 11 and 4 travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens, possibly with Lamar Jackson. We don't. Uh, know. I don't care if they have Lamar Jackson. I don't care if they have RG3. I don't care if they have Joe Flacco. The Rams are going to win. Lamar Rams. Jackson, fucking Jesse Jackson, Bo Jackson. It don't matter. Pick Jesse the Rams. James. Jesse James. <laughs> Susan, who are you picking? We have the Rams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rams. Welcome to the Stellar Stellar Podcast. Susan just. What? <laughs> the Rams? Oh, the Rams? Deep in thought. I'm going to ram my fist through this monitor. Smack you awake. Pay attention. He's trying to do the math in his head of what Brady and Gronk need to avoid the toilet bowl <laughs> against the Jets. He did it in the calculator. The calculator spit out. It just said a lot. Oh, God, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> the Broncos are going to L.A. to face the Chargers. Honestly, fuck the Chargers. Give me the Broncos. I kind of want to pick the Broncos, but the Broncos also suck so bad that I think the, the Chargers will win by default. This is going to be a battle of who sucks less. All you got to do, if, if fucking Rex Burkett can get 27 fantasy points against his motherfuckers, what's Javante Williams going to do? Start Javante Williams this week. Fuck this team. 
Chargers. Unless Joey Bosa comes back. Yeah. Or no, he's out for the season, isn't he? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? I do. You're out of my dynasty. <laughs> uh, let's get the latest on Joey Bosa. Hold on. It's I'm taking the Chargers. Out, rolled out for the Texans. He's not vaccinated. Oh, so he's a eight, fucking Eight idiot. days ago was the last update, so. You know what? Glad he missed the fucking game, dumbass. Damn. The Houston Texans are 4-11 going to San Fran, 50-49. San Fran blew it against the Titans. They're not going to blow it against the Texans. And the 49ers at home. But Dirk Mitchell. And then America's we'll game. Lose. Of the- Give me the 49ers. Niners. Yeah. Sorry, Susan. Sorry, missing any league game picks. And then All America's right. game of the week. Uh, slumping Arizona Cardinals coming into the red hot Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys. Carolina Cardinals Panthers. Are falling apart. Yeah, they are. Carolina Panthers going to New Orleans to face the Saints. New Orleans. Panthers. Um, if Ian Book fucking plays again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if Ian Book plays again, give me the Panthers. But what if but... Cam plays again? <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that can't be. That's yeah, gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the four o'clock games. You just why that's are you the, showing this? This is the toilet bowl in the actual NFL. Is and it? Craig or... has the Saints defense, by the way. Ooh, you might oh want to start Carolina. God. Detroit Lions at two twelve and one travel to Seattle face the Seahawks. This is another toilet bowl shit game. Oh yeah, who cares? The Seahawks at home. The Seahawks, I get the Seahawks. Actually, no, give me the Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, my God. Craig Reynolds. Can't beat it. Reynolds. The Seahawks have been absolute trash, but I got to be back, actually. The Lions have been trash early. Said Swift might be back next week, actually, so Hmm. we'll see. All I know is Craig has DK Metcalf against the Lions D, so this is great. Yeah. Sunday Night Football, he also has Justin Jefferson as the Minnesota Vikings play the Green Bay Packers. At night, so i got to wait all day to see his best player play. That's go, Pack, go. Dude, it's okay. He'll be up by 70 points by then because Brady and Gronk are going to combine for 70 even, points. Even then, it won't that? be safe. Yeah, I, Dude, I want you to win. I want you to beat Craig. Yeah, but I know, but do you mean that, though? I hope, Yeah, what? Are I Brady mean, and Gronk going to combine for 70? I mean, I... Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Brady and Kronk own that ass. Maybe not 70, maybe 60. Okay, I'll take it. Thank you, Mason. Oh, you're welcome. That'll be my actually, no, my take that for what it's worth, too. It's coming from Mason. <laughs> Monday hey, night, Mason. <laughs> Mason. it's like Monday. his pigskin, his pigskin pick em logic. I'm out of it anyway. I'll pick Sousa. <laughs> it's pigskin, no! piss, pigskin pissums, more like, <laughs> yeah. God. Um. Cleveland Browns Monday night going to Pittsburgh Steelers. I picked the Packers. All right. Oh yeah, I picked the Packers too. All right. I didn't ask you about that. I asked you about the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> I'm taking the I'm Browns. Gonna, I'm going with the Steelers. Fuck the Steelers. I know. I know. Give me the, the Browns. Steelers, this game. Steelers already got a brown stain in their pants. Give me the Browns. So. Sixty-nine points. Set it and forget it. This is the week I come back on ESPN forty-seven. Suck my ass. Maybe you'll forget this. Forty-seven. Week suck my ass. 1142, eat my ass. What? All right. Imagine the kid forgot to do this week and Glenn takes the lead. That'd be great. I would be some Glenn bullshit. No, I'm kidding. Um, real quick, we'll do a quick sizzling hot takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers. 
Mason, are the burgers good? No. Sizzling hot take for week 16. I'll go. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yep. the consensus says that the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers is going to be Trey Lance this week because Garoppolo has some injuries going on. And if the 49ers were smart, they would play Trey Lance, you know, their franchise quarterback. He's got legs, okay? This mm. is fancy football. QBs who can run are very valuable. I think last time he played a full game, he ran for like 70 yards or something. I have a feeling he's going to go off because of that. I think he's going to get about eh, at least 30 fantasy points, which is going to include two rushing touchdowns and at least 70 rushing yards and against the Texans, which shouldn't be that bad. And you'll probably throw in a couple passing TDs too, probably to Kittle and maybe to Kittle again. So you're gonna Trey roll, Lance. You're gonna start him instead of Brady. Yeah, I couldn't pause. I thought about it, but I couldn't possibly do it. <laughs> Could not possibly do it. Susan, listen, go with your gut. That's the, actually we'll talk about this after in one second. Okay, you want me to go next, Lenny? You want to go next? Uh -huh. Okay. So my sizzling hot take, uh, like I said, I'm just watching the world burn. And like so, I'm about to burn the grill. I'm about mm. to burn the grill, which doesn't even make sense. Yep. Okay? So I picked the Raiders against the Colts. Um, and let me tell you something about the Raiders. Okay? Josh Jacobs has been playing very well as of late. Yes. And Josh Jacobs is going to continue that trend because he is going to score 30-plus fantasy points this week, which coincidentally will more than double what Jonathan Taylor gets. Damn. Yeah. I'll take that. I'm facing Jonathan Taylor in a championship game this week. so And I got Josh Jacobs in a champion week, championship week. Oh, my God. Then I shouldn't have said that. I just fucked both of you guys. Jesus. Yeah, you might have. Thanks for that. <laughs> Sizzling hot take. Um, Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys defense have been rolling as of late. And I hate to say it, because I don't want to see this happen. I'm going against my pigskin pissum. And I'm saying that Kyler Murray runs all over this Dallas defense. Kyler Murray wins you a fantasy championship if you start him this week. Kyler Murray will exceed 30 fantasy points. I'm talking multiple touchdowns, multiple rushing touchdowns. And Cardinals might get a dub in Dallas. The, I mean, it's a hot take. Doesn't mean I believe it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it could very well happen. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we enter the last week of fantasy yes. football? Yeah, yeah this we is have, what we I wanted to say. say. This is what I wanted to say, Susan. Listen, go with your gut. Don't listen to anybody saying, oh, you start this guy, you start this guy. Go with your gut. Okay, I know in your head you're probably like, yeah, well, my God got me to the toilet bowl. No, I, I understand. Go There's with gonna... what, your, what your intuition is telling you. 
There's going to be a lot of gut this week. Um, not with Brady. Like, I'm not going to stop Trey Lance over Brady going with my gut or anything like that. It's Brady against the Jets. Brady and the Jets. Um, but there's other decisions in my lineup that I'm going to go with my gut. And my lineup might look completely different. Now, as, Susan. How it has been this, these past few weeks. Now, Susan, let me tell you something. Okay, Glenn, I'm ready. Everything that Mason just said, let's not forget he is a four-time toilet bowl recipient. Yeah, but I don't know if he's the person to get advice from in the toilet last bowl. year. I won the toilet bowl because I listened to you I was who told to me say to start that. Benny Snell instead of James Connor. And I should have just started James Connor like I was going to, and I had him in my saying, lineup until the very last second. And then I took him out and put in Benny Snell because I was like, fuck. All I'm saying is you've invaded the toilet bowl before. Just do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Like I, I said, Craig this take, week. I take can do Mason's it. advice with a grain of salt. Because Mason's never evaded a toilet bowl game that he was in. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure every game, every toilet bowl game you've been in is you've lost, right? Uh yeah. Right. Unfortunately. Well, to new beginnings. <laughs> to a new toilet bowl champion, to a new league champion this year. And yeah. um to fantasy football, man. It's been a wild season. It's been the most craziest season ever um, in the NFL and in fantasy. And good luck to all. Yeah, we were finally right about Craig not winning it this year. You promised, Glenn. You yep. said, Craig, you fooled me last year, but there is no chance you're going to win this year. And we're now a game away from him being first to worst. Historic. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Buddy, I'm there. The only person and, standing in his way is you. It's gonna, if somebody's going to do it, it's going to be you right now. I wish I could do it. I wish I could be the one to hand him the toilet bowl. But it's just, it's it's mathematically impossible. I don't get to the consolation ladder. I, I just can't. I know, I know. It's weird. This this last week, my, my whole outlook on fantasy has just changed dramatically. Because fantasy has been such a pain in the ass every year. Just like, it stresses you out so much. And me and Panache mm. talk about this sometimes. We're like... I wish it didn't bother me as much as it did. We both say that, which is it's funny because it's just a game that a lot of people don't even care about, but yet we will lose sleep over it. And after after last week, after losing to Brendan, I'm just like, I get what I fucking deserve, and that's it. Like Glenn, you you can make your 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 S tier list and move me down. I don't care. I deserve it. You know, I'm not gonna try to pretend that I'm I'm better than this because this is who the fuck I am. And whatever happens, happens. And that's the end of it. The thing is, and I'm glad you said that because I was going to add a question for Susan from myself. Are you just ready to accept your fate and say this is who you are in fantasy football? <laughs> I, I said it in the chat. I said, I accept my fate this year. Pratcha said, no, you don't. <laughs> or something like that. But I do. I accept it. I'm, I'm not accepting that, all right, I'm officially like the worst player in the league. I, I know I can bounce back. But I just got to accept that luck doesn't go my way a lot, or at least this year. All I'm saying is I'm not putting stop. money on you anytime soon. No, no. No, you should. You should. Yeah. But. Well, right, yeah. Susa, best of luck to you. I'm rooting for you. So. Yeah, this is, this is the last. Thank you, Mason. This is the last fantasy week. And then next we week, actual playoffs to look at, look for. And Super next Bowls week, and all that. we will return with our. It, it will next year. This is the last 
episode of the year, technically. It'll be a happy new yeah. year after this weekend. Happy New Year. So happy we're going to come year. back with our stellar awards show next week. Uh, if you follow us how, on Twitter. See how wrong we actually were at the beginning of the season. Right. We, I, have my, I have our predictions on the stellar awards, so we'll see. Yep. My fucking um, uh, MVP was Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. That couldn't be any more, more wrong than it is. <laughs> not bad play, not injury. Yeah, that injury disqualifies. Retired. A bad play would be bad, but this is worse. He literally right. retired. Right. Like, how oh. off could I be? So, like I said, if you follow us on Twitter, you can cast your votes. The polls will probably be up after this week of football. So, probably on Tuesday morning or Monday night. I don't know. And then we're going to record with the results. A little end of the year show. And then a following week after that, Sousa, I hope you bring your A game. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the 2022 commissioner debate. We're none other than Matthew Sousa, the uh, challenging candidate, I should say. Is looking for election against the reigning defending commissioner of the league, Andrew Panaccio. The incumbent. It's been three years already. Crazy. It's crazy. Time flies. Funny how time flies. Gentlemen, good luck this week. Um, Mason, I know you got nothing to play for, but good luck. Thanks, man. Thanks, I man. I wish I was in your spot, dude. I hope, I hope that I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it last week. Because last week I was just like, ah! I don't care. This is great. I know. Yeah. Yeah, really, it was. I, I was stress-free. Except I was hoping for, for that this week. That was annoying. But... All, right. All right, boys. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.